Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, all the way from Miami. And I'm already laughing because I think she knows the question I'm going to ask in this episode. Um, the bodyguard, uh, <laughs> Kalina, a.k.a. Calzingus, is here. Kalina, how are you? I'm good. Do you usually say my name? Like, I don't ever recall. Like, I don't know if I pay attention, but do you ever you say my I name? Say, I, I usually say Kalina. <laughs> um, I just noticed that right now. Sometimes I do both. Um, we're in the middle of the producer series, Back by Popular Demand. Go check out the episodes with Radicus. Go check out the episodes with uh, 183rd right behind this. But we're very, very excited because one of the producers we talk about a lot offline and the and one of our favorite albums from this year, Wet Dirt, uh, Crime Apple, produced by DJ uh, Skiz. And, and DJ Skiz has been doing this for a while. Um projects with Big Twin, someone also we're a big fan of, and we're just excited to have him on the show, so welcome. Thank Skiz, you. are here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Man, it's That's been good. a good year for for hip-hop in a lot of ways, um, especially mm-hmm. in the underground scene when you have Griselda and Crime Apple, Daniel Sun, all in the forefront, all getting more and more pushes. Um, and really creating a nice wealth for every type of hip hop listener. And in that batch, in, in that movement, there you are, um, creating, um, a a more traditional sounding hip hop, you know, a little more boom back, but, but definitely has a contemporary flair to it, where it's very accessible to all types of listeners. When did hip hop and producing in particular, uh, become a became a thing that you're like, man, I got to do this. Well, uh, so I started as a DJ, first of all, and, um, you know, just being into the music as, as a youth, you know, when I was younger, a uh, long time ago, uh, you know, I just came up listening to hip hop. And um, eventually I started DJing um, when I was like, I guess, 16 or something like that. Um, friends of mine, like in high school we're DJing and stuff like that. And um, I just eventually got a turntable and, you know, basically the rest is history, you know, on, on that. And, and, you know, I just uh, studied the craft and, um, you know, tried to uh, really get as good as I could with turntables um, and just study the music. Um, you know what I'm saying? As a fan of hip hop, as a fan of the music, it was just, um, just a natural thing for me to do and just to collect the collect records. Um, and, you know, for years I did, uh, I DJ, you know, parties and so forth. And then eventually I did radio. Um, I did radio, like a mix show in New Orleans in 98, 99. And from there I went to New York. I did radio there for 15 years, um, halftime radio show. And, um, you know, just playing dope shit, basically, uh, what, what I thought was dope and um, trying to expose, you know, people to, to underground artists and, you know, just dope shit, basically. Um, so anyway, that being said, uh, you know, the DJing eventually led to the producing, um, kind of like a natural transition, um, you know, from digging all the digging for records. And um, eventually I got an MPC and I started to... Um, you know, make beats. And, and at the beginning, 
shit was whack, like most producers probably, you know, in the start. And then, um, you know, eventually you put in the work, you know, and, and um, eventually you get a sound and, and, and you start to understand what's what you can do, what not to do. Um, and yeah, you go from, I guess you try to go from like looking at other styles and trying to emulate that to creating your own style. And that's like the ultimate goal, you know, as a producer. Um, that's a very long-winded answer, so I'm gonna shut up now because I think I went <laughs> man off track. Oh no, we we yeah. we like the stories. We like. I got them. that blue. Yeah, we like this. We like this because you know it's not like we meet a lot of people who really, really, really started as a DJ and really had a career being a DJ. So my my thing was, but you kind of already touched on it. Was was it like a natural? progression to just want to produce because all right well i've been djing so long i might as well just figure this out already yeah i mean pr pretty much like <laughs> i mean i i wanted to kind of like figure out a way to you know i was always playing other people's music you know but i wanted to make my own shit you know and be creative yeah. in other ways really and so that was like a good way for me to be creative and uh try to Yeah, just like put my sound in my ear that I've used as a DJ and use that to make new shit. So, yeah, it just well, it was a natural thing. You know? Well, then in that respect, like, you know, I know that there, well, for me, I know that there are certain producers that when I hear them, I'm like, oh, my God, so good. Like, it's so good, right? Are there any producers that you hear and you hear the work and you're like, so just it's really good it's like motivational almost like man i gotta i gotta go hard i gotta you go bastards. way harder than this What's you damn bastards <laughs> of course i mean shit. there's there's a there's a few of them i mean uh shit like i you know even like dj premiere of course you know he's he's always been one of my favorites if not the my you know my favorite um you know knots is always up there i mean these are guys i'm sure most producers mention but yeah i mean there's just like Not to somebody who's just so technically like ridiculous that, as somebody who studies the, the art, it's just like, I don't know. It's like anything, any type of thing, painter, whatever. And you, there's somebody that's just like, like an alien essentially, yeah. and he's like an alien to me. Like he just <laughs> technically, he's just so ill. Um, drums, just everything about it. Um, and of course, you know, like JD. Um, Large Professor, mm -hmm. uh, DJ Quick, uh, Dre. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could name 20 people, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good one. An interesting word that you said is a few times already is the word study. And a lot of me and Kalina talk a lot offline. Um, we love, that's what we, especially about production. There is a difference between someone who understands how to put things together, samples. I mean, listen, anyone could take anyone could take any program now, any equipment, chop things up and kind of put things together, but it doesn't mean you're doing anything of real uh, substance or like there's something missing sometimes where you could feel you could just copy and paste a few things put together and now you can make a beat tape. And you keep using the word study. And I find that interesting and fascinating because it seems like that word is missing in just how we approach hip hop. Um, what's your approach into studying? Yeah. What I, what are you studying? 
one because I want to know. I mean, um, let me take I my mean, notes. Like, just listening to music, I assume. <laughs> that's a big part of it. I mean, I, I feel like the OGs, like the people that I came up uh, like learning from and like DJs even specifically, um, you know, there was a real like, you know, with DJing, I mean, DJing is all about studying, really. I mean, it's all about learning the music, you know, learning different types of music, learning the artists, the labels, the um you know, just, just the producers, all, you know, everything. So it's, it's really, and that's, to me, that's the fun part, you know, like I find that fun. Like it's like history, you know, it's like you're, I love learning about who did this record, you know, back in 1970s in Brazil or some shit, like just random stuff, um, super nerdery, but you know, it's what it is, you know, like that's, that's interesting stuff to me. And I think like, even for MCs, like, I don't know, I feel like that's always been a part of hip hop is like studying uh what came before. You know what I mean? And, and well music and in general, studying what came before and trying to learn from that and um how to think about how to take it to the next level. Um like well, have you ever had an experience where are you were like, Okay, well I wanna kinda do something with somebody, but then when you start working with them, it turns out to be like a disaster. Like, have you ever had, like, an instance where you're like, oh, man, this person has so much potential. But then when you actually start to work with them, you're like, oh, no, they don't. It's not working out. <laughs> you try to put me on the spot. You try to, like. No, I mean, it has to, ha it has to happen, right? Like <laughs> Of course, of course. I mean, I, I think, like, when you work with a lot of people with different personalities and, of course, there's people with egos and people you know from all walks of life and and you know i think everybody has their own ambition and their own goals and their own vision and 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 same you know like you said like just the same um knowledge of the history and kind of why they're doing what they're doing all those things lead to a lot of different um moments like you're talking about where you have like yeah where it's just you think you know there's there's potential but it's just not happening. Like, it's just, yeah. You strike oh. me as the type of person, though, who, like, specifically, like, would go for a certain person or you look like the type that would want to work with somebody specific because you know that it would work out. Like, how was it with you just deciding, oh, I'm going to do this with Crime Apple. I'm going to work with Big Twin. I'm going to do these things. Is it because you can get along with them? They have a good work ethic. Because I think that you're one of those people who, I think musically, you hear a lot of things, you study a lot of things. So to me, your projects don't really seem like random. Like, oh, hey, let me just slap this together really quick. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, everything is calculated as much as possible. You know, I mean, I think like, Sometimes, like, like Noid, working with Noid, like, that was one of the first artists that I produced for. Um, and Noid, well, first of all, I've always been a huge Mob Deep fan. And mm -hmm. um, I was living in Queens for a long time, and I met Noid at the barbershop, and he had been up to the radio show that I was doing. And um, so we just kicked it, and eventually we just started making music. It was pretty random, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Noid's all over the place. He's not um i love noid that's my brother he, he's all over the place shouts to noid um but he's working on new music which is good news um 
but yeah, I mean, basically the crime apple, you know, like I, I've heard, I heard some of his music, um, and you know, we just connected online. I think that's how a lot of things work these days. Um, and you know, he was a fan of mine and, and I had heard some of his stuff and we made, he came through the lab and we, we recorded I guess, one joint it came out really dope. And then from there, we just kind of, we had a good rapport and, um, you know, just I, I felt like he was somebody that could make a really solid project, like a full project that was not just rapping, 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 rapping. Um, yeah. it, it could have a little bit more to it, and I think that's what we ended up with. I'm really proud of that. It's it's to me, it's a record that you can listen to all the way through. First of all, but also it's just kind of um like it it kind of goes up and down. It has like a a um. I don't know how you call that shit, but yeah, like, I don't know. It just, it's not it him. Works. It works, all right? We could hear it. It worked. If you listen to music, you could yeah. hear that whatever it is you guys did well, yeah, crime together, Apple definitely, it really worked. I, I, the no. reason why I considered this until I hear the new one, until officially out, Wet Dirt, to me, is the best Crime Apple project because the, right. the peaks and lows of the emotional pull that he that he like the storytelling was so crisp. Crime Apple could be rapidy, rapidy, rapidy sometimes. Right, he could um, do that all day. And but in this one, is he? He this was just more controlled. It, he was so <laughs> in control and more focused on delivering stories with content and emotional pull. I mean, Divine is an absolute landmark of a song from this year, from production to just the storytelling and anybody especially guys who don't really showcase that kind of feeling, oh, putting yeah. it out there, um, you know, with abortion and, and all those things and being, you know, adolescents and having kids at adolescence, which I relate to very well, was like, okay, yeah, I, I can't think of many hip hop songs that even go there. And it was done with such reverence and, and sincerity that it was it's hard not to think about that song often. But Wet Dirt was released in January so it's more impressive that it's still in rotation considering how many listeners just move on week to week from project to project. Yeah. Wet Dirt, it's still in heavy rotation and that speaks volume to the, the craftsmanship of that project. When you're working with, with crime and you're producing for crime, what comes first? The beat? Is it crime? Is it you guys in the studio creating talking ideas? Because a song like Divine is not random. Yeah, I mean, so I think it was kind of for, for that record, and thank you. Um, like, I guess for that specific record, um, we had songs that were just more like beats. Like, we, we found beats that fit a certain mood, and then he would pen to those. Um, I mean, it was all, all done in my studio, which is another dope thing about it, is that, you know, obviously nowadays a lot of music gets made by the internet and sending verses and so forth with the email. But we were in the lab the whole time, which I think is... is I enjoy that. I think it's just like helped build a cohesive project. And um, so, you know, some of the songs were just, yeah, like playing a beat he liked and then he wrote some shit to it. But like Divine is a song where it was actually, he had wrote that, that rap, like he wrote the song previously and then he recorded on one beat. We weren't really that into it. Um, I mean, I thought the lyrics were dope, but I wasn't into the beat. I didn't think the beat was like really 
strong enough for what he was talking about. It just didn't fit the mood. Um, and so basically, uh, I told him to, you know, I, I made that other beat and I was like, yo, like do that other rap on that beat. And it just worked out perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just one of those songs, I think for me, it's a special song. It just kind of worked. And, um, yeah, whatever you did with him, it was really full. It was really warm. It really worked. But and I know that, I mean, we're going backwards. But for people who don't know, I quite enjoyed High Powered too. I mean, I know it was it was short, but that's like awesome. one of the you just play it all the way through. The features on there were great. I mean, you did a great job on that, and it was so short too that it kind of left you like a little bit upset, a little bit mad, like eh. Yeah. That would have, yeah. that would be my only criticism of that. Like, ah, oh, we want more. But then you know, I mean, but then again, who's listening to like ten, um, ten songs? Who's listening to eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen? People don't have the attention span like to do that. Like, they don't. No doubt. Yeah. One of the things I, mean, I, I like that... about High Powered is that you had the confidence to release it also on instrumental, and that's always been my back pet peeve with everybody, every producer that does production like release the instrumental version too because people like me Kalina Sir Love Day the Crush Lapa we would get them too like and that's when like why are it like it's always been frustrating to me that some of my landmark favorite albums it's really hard to get them anywhere instrumental and now I have the high power instrumental is what I really listen to a lot more than the the main one. Not I love the main one, but I just love the production in terms of studying. I think that's how most music should be. It should be like that. It should be like you. Do, it should be that you enjoy the instrumental just as much, just as much, if yeah, not more. I mean, that's the DJ in me right there. I mean, that's that's because I. I'm a DJ and I, I send my music to DJs that I know that have been in the game for a long, long time, premieres and the eclipses and these guys. And like they, and when I was doing radio, like we would want instrumentals because we would use that in our DJing. It's part mm -hmm. of the craft of, of doing like a mix, you know, and you bring in an instrumental and then you cut in the vocals and so forth, like all that stuff. So, um, 12 inches used to have, you know, like a dirty, a clean instrumental acapella. And that's how, I'm just trying to keep it in that vein, essentially. So I, I need the audience to pause. The beat that you hear underneath right now, right now, the one you hear right now is probably from High Powered. Uh, so go, 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 go. Make sure you hit the link below. Yeah, like go backtrack, go listen backtrack. to that, and then you can move forward. One of the crazy things about the Crime Apple Weather Project is the text I got from Kalina early in the goddamn morning when it got released. She, yeah, but I didn't know that. I didn't no, know. No, I know Somebody, you didn't know. I know you didn't know, but I, I, I'm going there. I'm going there. So I'm listening to it because it's Cram Apple. At this point, everyone knows that's that's my go-to at the moment. So I'm waiting. I know it's coming out. I'm listening to it. I think it's fantastic. Go to bed. Get a text from Kalina. Early in the morning. Usually that's when we have conversations. She's going, to work, I'm going to work. Yeah, she's going to work. I don't care. I'm up. And she's like, yo, did you listen to Crime Apple? I'm like, yeah. Did you catch it? I'm like, catch what? The whole album was full with catches. Like, be specific. What did I miss? And they're like, check out this track. I'm like, I'll be right back. I checked out the track. The next thing I know, I'm like, oh, shit. They just shouted out 
Calzingas on the yeah, show. Yeah, but it was funny. It, it was, was fun. Was, it was hilarious. It took me, first of all, I didn't think any. This is how this is how pure I am, right? This yeah. is how innocent I am. Sure, sure, you are. I didn't think anything of it. I was yeah, like, oh, okay. And then I like I played, and I'm like, wait, oh man, <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I'm innocent and I'm pure, so I was like, oh. <laughs> Even so, that song was still fire. It was oh, still a really good song, too. So I was, I was like, oh. I missed the first time when you pointed out. I was like, this is <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're immortalized on what dirt is. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, what do you have around the corner that you could talk about? Things that we well what me and Kalina could get excited for because we're, we're always the day one for kind of listeners. I, uh, so I got a couple of tapes coming. One is with, uh, uh, this dude who you, I'm sure you guys have heard of, Adonis, um, from the, from the West coast. Uh, he's from LA. Um, we did a tape, uh, he's from long beach and, um, it's coming out pretty soon. Um, and then I got another one with these kids, YL and Starker from New York city. Oh, and, uh, those are uh, wild and stuff. Um, so yeah, those two tapes come in before the end of the year. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's the that's the immediate future. So well, those are yeah, those are good. Those are good MCs. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. No, yeah, that nah, just got me excited. You know, we just putting the final touches on them, making sure they they're good to go. But um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, they're coming out soon, and um, I think you'll like them. You know what? I think that I'm going to like them. Off the strength of what you already do, I feel like I'm going to like it. So then I think that makes me more like, oh, more happy. It's not easy to be happy for music these days, man. <laughs> it really isn't. It's very difficult. I feel you. Well, yeah, I hope hopefully you do like it. I mean, I'm sure we will. Uh, Crush a lot podcast if you're new to the show. Uh, thank you for checking it out. Most importantly, hit the links below. Go check out the catalog uh, for DJ Skiz. It's, it's it's we highly recommend it. I mean, from Wet Dirt to the Big Twin stuff to the stuff coming out in in the future. Even though we didn't listen to it, it's like once we get excited about something, we almost need to recommend people check it out. Um, and also, you know, it's always good to to just really listen to music from people who've really been in it for a while. Cause it just sounds different. It sounds so much so polished and so many layers of of depth in there that it's a as an engaged listener that me and Kalina are, we we really engage with listening. You it it's not something you could throw away. There's so much depth there. So, you know, if you're one of those listeners, you're gonna enjoy a lot of the stuff that they just get putting out. Um so yeah, go hit those up, buy the records when you can, the vinyls when you can. Good luck finding wet dirt anywhere. Um, thankfully I got my copy. Um, yeah, and thank you for being on the show. Crush a lot podcast, producer series, go check out the other episodes with Radicus, 183rd. And I forget who else we're going to have on, um, mostly because I'm 40. I don't remember anything. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, take care of one another. And we have some surprises coming soon. And we'll leave it right there with those. We'll start sprinkling some clues here and there. But 2020, 2020, we'll leave it right there. Crush it out podcast, we're out.